ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this special bonus episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. So I had to throw in a bonus episode to share with you a glimpse inside my newest book, Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, Christ the Savior is Born. So earlier, really, I guess the first of this year, the Lord allowed me to publish Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, volume one. So this was a 12-week hymn study that used hymns, the great hymns of the faith, to teach children the story behind the hymns, the character of God through the truths in the hymns, and then doctrinal truths that are taught um, in the words and in the context of each of those beloved hymns. And then we just launched the, the Christmas version of this book. So this book is a mini book, so it is a four-week study, and it is an intended to help you to sing your way to Christmas as you count down to Christmas Day as a family. So there are four hymns included, Silent Night, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, Angels from the Realms of Glory, and Joy to the World. The way this book is intended to be used is that you would spend a week studying through each one of those hymns leading up to Christmas week. So that while you're in the month of December and so many busyness, so many festivities, um, that you're taking the time to really invest the truth of who God is as, as we emphasize specific. Specifically, Christ as Savior. Why did He come to earth? You know, so much of Christmas is centered on the babe in the manger, celebrating um, Christ as as the baby, as um, God incarnate coming to earth as a man. But I think that we shortchange that message if we leave the celebration at a baby in a manger. We need to teach the next generation that Christ did not just come to be a babe in a manger, but the whole reason for that coming was so that he could die on the cross for our sins and be the savior of our souls. That is what he desired. The purpose of Christ coming as a baby was to make a way that mankind, sinful mankind, could be reconciled to a holy God. So throughout this book, um, that is the emphasis that I seek to give, that as you are a, a family going through the all the festivities and all of the fun of the Christmas season and all that that brings, that you put this emphasis on keeping Christ the center of your holiday, that you uh, spend time investing this truth into your heart, your home, and that you just come to worship God on a greater level as you see him as the savior of the world and as the one who came to to be born but to also to die to redeem us unto himself I want to give you a little sneak peek into the book as we look at the study of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. So every hymn is laid out in the same format um, to make it easy to go through during your family devotions, during a morning basket time, during your um, homeschool day, during you know your, your evening meal. Um, really, it's adaptable to whatever you want to make it work for. And it's not even just for families. I have people using these in children's choirs and youth groups, in um, junior church and Sunday school classes. There are so many ways that you can use this book to help teach children truth through these 
beautiful Christmas hymns. Um, But let's just go through one of these to kind of give you a sneak peek into what you can expect through the book. So for I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, each hymn starts with the words of the hymn. So you're challenged um, to to learn these words, to commit them to your memory. This is the song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing, on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It is such a beautiful Christmas carol, and out of all of the four that are in this book, I think that might be the the least known song, and that's why I wanted to emphasize this one, because there is such a beautiful message to be learned behind this song. So you have the words of this song. Um, Then I partnered with Casey Ravert from New Mercy's Music. Casey's been on the podcast before, Um, but she helped me to just write a beautiful, simplified version uh, for the music of each song. So you can enjoy, if you have some uh, piano abilities, some musical skills, you can enjoy playing through it and singing it together as a family. But then we transition into um, learning the story behind the hymn. And I think this is such an important thing to teach our children because when you show why these hymns were written, it just opens up such a richness and, and a depth to the words that are in the hymn. So let me read you the story behind the hymn, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow penned these words when a nation was in crisis. The year was 1863 and the United States was in the midst of a civil war. Hatred and division consumed hearts. This separated the country into the Union states in the north and the Confederate states in the south. War had not come from a nation without. War had reared its ugly head from within. There were fighting and killing their own, causing devastating losses for both armies. It was during this time that Longfellow's young son ran away and joined the Union Army. Although he was a brave soldier, he suffered serious wounds when he was shot through the left shoulder at the Battle of New Hope Church in Virginia. When Longfellow received word, he left immediately to be with his son as he recovered. On Christmas Day, 1863, Longfellow poured out his heart as he wrote this beloved carol. With war and hate surrounding him, harming the thing he loved most in this life, he almost gave in to desperation. Then he heard the bells. The glorious, triumphal Christmas bells ringing in the church house reminded him of the victory we have in a righteous God. There are many things in our world today that could cause our hearts to despair. Evil mocks the thought of peace and goodwill, but God is still on the throne. As the beloved Carol states, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. This truth rings louder than any hardship we face. We can trust in Christ, our anchor. Hear the message of the bells. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. 
knowing the story behind those words, knowing of the the difficult time in America's history of the hatred, of the division, of the loss and the pain of the Civil War, paints a whole different picture to to the words that were written in this hymn. So then when you sing this, you have a, a a deeper look at to the heart behind the writing of these words. As we continue on um, through the study, just reading right from the book that I wrote, um, each hymn highlights a character aspect of God. And in this one, we highlight our God is peace. The scripture memory verses, John 16, 33, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I write, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, it thrust our world into brokenness. Ever since, things have not been the way God intended them to be. Evil, sin, heartbreak, war, and disease are just a few of the effects of our sin curse. As our scripture memory verse states, we can be guaranteed that in this world we will have tribulation. Romans 8.22 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Even creation groans under the curse of our sin. Is there any hope? There is hope. Our hope is found in the peace Jesus Christ offers. This is the message of the Christmas bells. Though pain, hatred, and death surrounded Longfellow, he was reminded of the victory and peace we have in Christ. The same is true for us today. We do not have to give in to despair when we see the wickedness of the world around us and the negative effects that wickedness brings. God's truth always rings louder than Satan's lies. Satan is not the victor and never will be. The victory has already been won. Christ is the victor. For the present time, Satan is the prince and power of the air, but it will not be that way for long. His end is certain, as God has said he will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. God has promised to set everything right in the world again. This broken world will be destroyed and a new heaven and a new earth put in its place. Creation and man will no longer toil and groan under the weight of sin. We will reign victorious with Christ and sing his praises throughout all eternity. While our hearts know this to be true, sometimes it can be difficult for our minds to believe it. There is just so much brokenness. Be comforted by scripture and these hymns that testify of God's promises. God is always at work, not even bound by the need to sleep. He will restore peace and goodwill to mankind. Then we have the heart application section. There are three different parts to this. There's a question and answer, conversation starter, and a glimpse into God's word. For the question and answer, um, it asks several questions about the song. In verse 3, what did Longfellow bow his head and say? In verse 4, the bells rang louder and deeper than Longfellow's thoughts. What was the message of the bells? What historical event was happening during the writing of this carol? Conversation starter, discuss the emotions Longfellow experienced that Christmas morning. What gave him the strength to turn his despair into delight? Discuss what God has in store for the future, Satan's future, the earth's future, and the future of those who have trusted him as Savior. A glimpse into God's word. Psalm 121.4 says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Psalm 4.8 I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. 
God promises that he neither slumbers nor sleeps. David says that amid danger, he can lie down in peaceful rest, knowing that God is working on his behalf. How can we find courage in the truths presented in these verses? Why are the words below so important to the message Longfellow is trying to convey? And the words are, Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then we move on to a For Little Hearts page. So this is a new edition with this uh, Christmas version of Great Hymns for Growing Hearts. The For Little Hearts is specifically for young children. So toddler, preschool, early elementary. There are three different sections here. The first is vocabulary. We define peace. What is peace? Quiet, calm, secure, steady. What is goodwill? An action that shows a desire for peace. Then we have questions and conversations. This one is a little bit different. This is a guided discussion on death and war. Um, I say that war can be a sensitive topic with young children. Use your own discretion as you engage with your children. As much as I wish it was not the case, the reality of our world is that it is deeply marred by sin. The Bible records numerous accounts of war and death. This is a reality I would rather gently introduce in the safety of our home as opposed to them being hit with it all at once when they launch into the world. Talk with your young ones about how these terrible things such as death and war are a direct result of our sin. While they sometimes are necessary in a fallen world, God's perfect design is that all men dwell together in unity and peace. That can only happen when our sin nature is no more. Share with them the glorious future that awaits all those who have trusted Christ as Savior. And then the bottom, we have an activity, and this activity is not just for little hearts. This activity is for the entire family. The activity here says that the heaviness of war threatens to remove hope from the hearts of those who are affected by it. Help your child write or draw a Christmas card to encourage a soldier. Be sure to include something about the hope and peace that we have in Christ. So together as a family, you will be uh, writing Christmas cards, decorating them, writing messages of peace and hope to encourage uh, someone that's serving in the military. Then the last portion of each hymn is a deep dive. This is specifically for older children, and this is actually written by my husband. So just a little bit of a deeper look into a truth that is presented in the hymn. So for this one, Simeon writes, Have you ever stopped to think about what is meant by peace and goodwill? Goodwill is a term that is used during Christmas time, but the ordinary person does not really use it outside of that. It is also a term that has been twisted and misused throughout history to mean a variety of things that did not originally mean. It is used in the finance world as a taxable gift. It is used in a charity sense to pay those who offer services for a charitable organization. However, the term was originally a term of war. A goodwill offering was something one group would give to the other as the first gesture towards peace. When it becomes clear that one side is going to win, one or both parties will bring a gift to show that they are truly interested in peace. Usually the weaker party would do this, as the stronger party is not the party that needs the ceasefire. So why then the talk about goodwill toward men during Christmas time? The scripture tells us that as a sinner, we are at war with Almighty God. Romans 5.10 says, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Meaning, we were once on the opposite side of the battle from God. We were the ones in the losing position. Yet God, who had every right to continue and finish the war, is the one who called the peace talks. We should have brought the goodwill offering, but we could not bring anything worthy of God. So God is the one who brought the goodwill offering. 
But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. When all the bombshells of God's righteous wrath towards sin were exploding all around us, God put up the signal for a divine meeting between God and man. An offering was made of his own son, Christ Jesus. Peace talks are now underway. Will you accept peace with God? He has offered goodwill toward men. So that is just a glimpse inside of one of the hymns that is included for uh, included in Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, Christ the Savior is Born. And each hymn has a little bit of a different um, flavor, different emphasis, um, different heart application and activity included as it re- directly um, relates to the words and the message of the hymn. That one was a little bit deeper, having some of those ideas of war and things surrounding it. Um, but because it is an unfamiliar hymn, but yet such a powerful, powerful truth, that is the one that I wanted to emphasize in this episode, giving a sneak peek into Great Hymns for Growing Hearts. So I could not be more excited that the Lord allowed me to put together this resource. We will be using it in our home. We currently use the first volume of Great Hymns for Growing Hearts in our home, and I have seen such fruit in it. Um, Just just the discussions that we've had, my two-year-old singing songs like God Leads Us Along and Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. It's such an encouragement to me to see these little ones putting the truth of God's Word in their heart um, from Scripture memory, from the doctrinal truths that we speak on to the words of these songs deep wells that I know that they will draw from the rest of their lives. Um, I Just recently, we were visiting with our neighbor, a sweet older lady. Um, she's goodness, in her 60s. And my little Ivy Jade, my two-year-old, climbed up on her lap. And so we were sitting together on the couch, Miss Helen, me, and Ivy Jade on Miss Helen's lap. And Ivy started singing, some through the waters, some through the flood. And I joined in with her to help her along, you know, make sure she stayed on track with her words. Um, and then Miss Helen joined in and here were three generations. I'm going to cry. It was so special to me. Three generations sitting on a couch together, singing some through the fire, but all through the blood, some through great sorrows, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. And it was just such a precious moment that would not have happened had we not been intentional about putting the truth of God's word and of these great hymns into the life of our little girl. And I just, that's my heart. That is why I wrote this book, because these songs have encouraged generations before. Um, and I want them to continue to encourage future generations as our hearts commit to memory and meditate on the truths of God's word. So I hope that you can get this book into your home, that it will just be a beautiful resource as you count down to Christmas. I know um, there's so many different Advent resources and Christmas countdowns from chocolate to Legos to books and resources to get your hearts excited and ready to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Let's do it through hymns. Let's study these beautiful Christmas hymns and and have these discussions that just are so enriching to our spiritual life and to the life of our family, the atmosphere of our home. You can find this book on my website, which is nohighercalling.org. It is available in the shop as a hard copy and a digital download. We have a lot of friends overseas, and so we wanted to make that available to them as well for this Christmas season. Um, So you can and find that in the No Higher Calling shop. 
on our YouTube channel. If you search No Higher Calling on the on YouTube, you will be able to find a little video that my family put together um, talking about the book, sharing my heart behind it, and then we put together several fun clips of us participating in some of the activities that you'll find in the book. Um, so you can check that out. If you have any questions about it, feel free to email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. But I pray that this will be an encouragement to you and just bring glory and praise to our Lord. Lord and Savior, because He is the worthy King. He should be the King of our hearts, the King of our homes. And I believe that this is a tool that can bring Him more worship through this Christmas season. And if I can accomplish that in my home and help encourage you to accomplish that in your home, um, then, then it is a worthy effort. It was worth the investment that we put into making this resource happen. So um, from my heart to your heart, this is a very early wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Um, but I just hope that this can be something that can bless your family like it has blessed mine. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.